Yeah, it's Saturday, guys. Fuck yeah, it's time to party. Well, I don't know what time. I don't think it's going to be a different day when you listen to this, but it's Saturday now. Yeah, it's Saturday now. It's uh, about 11 o'clock. Yeah, dude. We are half a case deep, and we are fucking in prime time it's, right now. It's been actually, I've thought about this. It's been a while since I really drank beer. This is the first time in a while. I've... Yeah, you've been on a whiskey yeah, kind of a and, thing. And this is this this beer is flowing like the water from the Rockies. It's delicious. It's really good. We're drinking Black Label, Carling's Black Label. Uh, did I tell, ever tell you about when I I told my dad I drank this stuff, or I showed up at his house with it? I think so. And he was like, "I remember the the radio commercial or the fucking TV ad or something for." Carling's Black Label, and he fucking sang the song, the little jingle they did. And the oh, yeah, yeah. There was a black and white commercial. Yeah. He said it was like a Mountie. Yeah. Yeah. Then there was one where a dude comes home from work, and the wife, like, made dinner and everything, and it had a jingle to it. I think we talked about this before on the podcast. <laughs> this is actually kind of starting to ring a bell. I think we did talk about this. Yeah, we did. Because I went through, like, I get bored and I watch old beer commercials, like, on YouTube. Like Swayze and PVR commercials? Yeah, man. Yeah, this shit's killer. It's class act. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're drinking Black Label. It's good. It's fucking really good, actually, tonight. Mm-hmm. And... Um, <clears throat> We are going to be talking about a really fucking awesome movie. This movie's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Um, there's about 15 titles. Yeah, yeah. It's around that ballpark range. Yeah, it's about 15 titles. I wasn't able to find them all. I tried. Yeah, just the main three. <clears throat> I found like five. You found five? I found three. I think I found five. Yeah. I didn't dig, dig like really deep, but I found five three that makes sense <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's really good it's a an italian film yeah spanish spanish it is spanish but but it's titled spanish italy spanish italy it's uh from spain filmed mainly in spain and the the rains in spain fall mainly on the plain as we rhyme. <laughs> yeah, the film mainly in Spain. It's supposed to take place in England. Uh, there's okay. a couple exterior shots that were actually from England, but it was basically spilled, filmed in Spain. Well, I uh, happened to look up on Wikipedia, because that's the thing I do, and it says Spain, Italy. I don't know, dude. They're fucking, it's Wikipedia. I don't tell you. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, man. I'm just trying to do my uh this this movie was actually before my time. I would hope fucking so. Yeah. Um I'd be old as fuck now if that was <laughs> not the case, but uh I really like this movie and I'm I'm really glad that we're going to cover this um tonight. So this is a movie that I I'm just going to wait to say I'm going to wait to say that till we get to the movie. Okay. Okay. I'm going to keep keep everybody in suspense to what I was going about to say. Okay. Till cool. we get to there. That that sounds good to me, man. Uh but yeah, we will be talking about the uh 1974 epic fucking cult film. This movie deserves everything it gets and sometimes I don't think it gets as much as it deserves. No, I think this was a blueprint for zombie films to follow. Mm-hmm. But um but dude, what you been uh what you been up to? What you been watching? What you been whatever? 
I've been, um, uh, you know, just uh, jamming some, like a mixed bag of shit. Um, I spend, I just want to say this, you know, every episode we talk about what I jam, (laughs) what you jam. And I spend 90% of my time when I'm not working listening to music. It's a nonstop thing. It's just nonstop music, dude. I fall asleep to it. I wake up to it. And um, I dug out some fucking really weird, like, mixed bands this time around. Uh, Death. Scream Bloody Gore. All right, yeah, I was jamming that. Were you? Yeah. Okay, well, we're on the same page with that. That's fucking a great album. I think I spun that record like two weeks ago. You have that record. I do not have that record. I just said spun that record as in I've listened to that album. Okay, okay. I was going to say. But I do not own that record. You you need it. Um, it's the first death album. Very death metal. Very Floridian. Floridian? Floridian. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking, it's amazing. It's before they got really progressive. It's just a really good meat and potatoes kind of death metal album. This is an album that I'm going to name next that you need to fucking check out, dude. Suicidal Tendencies Controlled by Hatred. It's an EP that came out in like 80 fucking five. Fusing punk with thrash. And it's essentially skateboarding music for its time. I mean, this shit is fucking killer. Or surf music. It was a big thing in Cali. Surfers used to listen to ST. This is fucking great, man. Um, It it featured an original recording of How Will I Smile Today If I Can't Laugh Tomorrow. I think that's how you say it. And uh, it had two different versions on here. And uh, it's a good one. Mountain Goat. Smoke-filled mm. land. I dug that out of the crypt. Shout out to the boy, Monty. Yeah, Monty. What's up, dude? Fucking Mountain Goat put out a really killer EP. Mm-hmm. It was like two songs. Sometimes, depending on what version you got, three songs. You've heard that tape I have by him, right? Yes. A little different? A little different from Smoke-filled land. Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, there's some more like fucking punk in there or something. Or, yeah, you know what I mean. I I actually had an iPod back in the day that had that album on it, and uh, it, that was a weird mix of different aggressive styles of music. It's so know. good though. Yeah, it's amazing. It's re- fucking. What was the one song on there, dude? Live fast, die drunk, something like that. Awesome. Just fucking killer. Uh, I've been jamming Mountain Goat, dude. I dug out smoke-filled land. But uh, the almighty eliminator, breaking the wheel. Mm-hmm. Had to break that out the other day. Killer thrash album. I don't think these guys have done anything else aside from the Slayer covers that they did. I think this is the only album that, they ever, that they've put out so far. I would never follow them closely, but I think it is. I think it is, because I've searched and I haven't found anything, but... If you have not heard Eliminator, check them out. It's an album called Breaking the Wheel. I jammed some uh, Derek Era Sepultura the other day, Kairos. Uh, Obituary Back from the Dead from 1997. Violence, 
Eternal Nightmare. Fucking killer. Uh, Electric Wizard Come My Fanatics. And, uh, yeah, I had to throw that on there. Wizard in Black is, like, one of my favorite EW songs. Come Come My Fanatics and Black Mass are, like, my two albums. Yeah, Come My Fanatics is really good. Um, And it came out in the 90s. It's a damn good record. It was pre-Dope Throne. And um, before they broke up the first time or the only time. Yeah, only I'm pretty sure that was the only time unless they broke up fucking multiple times. Yeah, I don't know. It was before um, Buckingham was in the band. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, way off the fucking beaten path, I jammed Meshuggah the other day. What? <laughs> yeah, if you can believe that. I was in a weird fucking frame of mind, man. I, I think the cold weather's getting to me. But I dug out some old Meshuggah and... Uh, Did you dig out some Jinko jeans? No, I didn't do that. Uh, I smoked some pot, listened to Meshuggah, melted my fucking brain. Um, you know, I don't know. Kind of a weird thing that I did. But uh, I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I jammed Meshuggah the other day for the first time in fucking five years. <laughs> I like, so, I like how you're saying it like it's an intervention. Well, I, I'm just saying like it's it's weird. It's <laughs> way different than anything I listen to. I used to be really into that band, and I quit listening to them just because I lost interest, and I just decided to throw on some old Mashuga. So um, that's all I've been jamming, dude. How about you? Uh, this is going to be the first episode I can think in a long-ass fucking time where I don't mention a single punk band. Oh, cool. Well, not cool. I just, I mean, like you say, you listen to a shit ton of stuff all the time. I listen to more stuff than I talk about on here. Yeah. I just never remember. I never write it down. Like, it's, I listen to that shit, like, throughout the day at work, and I, I don't, unless I'm keeping a running tally on my fucking phone or uh, scribbling notes on Post-its, uh, I'm not going to remember everything I've listened to. Right on. But, uh... Big few, uh, <coughs> Impetigo, man. Nice. I'm jamming. I got the. I think it came. I can't remember what year it came out. Like t- early two thousands. Uh, Hell's uh, Hell's Headbangers. I think released the Ultimo Mondo Cannibal with the Faceless EP, double LP. So I've been. Uh, I was jamming that. Fucking, that's just classic. Yeah, it's uh, Impetigo rules. And I always forget. I actually have that record. And then when I finally flip through my records and I find it, I always put it on and I'm like, fucking Impetigo. Um, which I just went right into fucking Necrophagia's uh, Season of the Dead. Cool. Which is pretty much another one. It's fucking classic um, R.I.P. Killjoy, but his fucking like vocals, the way he did it on that album. Like I'll admit there's some parts of it I don't like. It kind of does that whole thing which I talked to you about with bands, how it feels like they're trying to cram too much to Literally. feel like a fucking to feel like a pattern type of thing yeah he does that a few times but dude it's that that album is I mean it's hailed it and it's hailed it for a reason oh for sure um and then the other one was uh Sex Trash uh they're a Brazilian thrash band okay uh the album uh Sexual Carnage came out in 90 uh this actually had one member on actually this on this record uh a member from uh Sarcophago the drummer from Sarcophago drummed on it just getting ready to say, just real quick, if you're into Empatigo, you gotta listen to Sarcophago, dude. Sarcophago's amazing. Sarcophago is fucking great, dude. 
go ahead and that's pretty much it man that fucking album uh i didn't know anything about that band honestly until johnny johnny okay. turned me on to that band and i was like I, I it was one of those i was surprised when i heard it that i just never stumbled across it especially when it had members from uh, sarcophago and like how did i not stumble across this right yeah um I, I see here's the thing real quick i forgot my notes at home so i had to like makeshift notes just before we started recording another album that i listened to last night was uh possessed seven churches oh fuck yeah yeah dude i threw that on right after eliminator i was in like a thrash mood and uh i, d- I definitely jam possessed uh seven churches is a fucking hailed record also oh absolutely yeah that's it's it's great dude and there was a one and done band too wasn't it um I want to say no. I thought they had something else. I thought they did other shit. I don't know. I I have only ever known Seven Churches. Unless I'm mistaking them with uh I might be mistaking them with another band in just a second. I I think Possessed only had the one record. I know the one dude went on to join Primus, which is weird. I don't know if you knew that or not. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, the guitar player is in Primus now. He's been in Primus fucking ever since he left Possessed. Unless I'm thinking of a. Oh no, dude! They got a fucking. They have releases for days, so yeah. Oh okay, all right. Well, I've only ever heard Seven Churches. So. They have releases spanning from '84 to 2016. I was gonna say I knew they had a shit ton of other stuff, but I am thinking of uh, who the fuck's the other band? There was another band I'm thinking of. Not important, whatever, but it kind of fits in the same realm as Possessed, and I thought maybe I was mistaking. But no, Possessed has a, like, I thought they had a, they have a fucking catalog, man. Well, I just remember this dude, Craig. Well, um, they only have a, they, they have a catalog, but the catalog isn't, like, full albums. There's, no. like, two full albums that they have. And that's yeah, it. yeah. They got probably some EPs, demos, and shit like that, right? Yeah, two demos before Seven Churches, then they did uh, Beyond the Gates after Seven Churches, and then an EP after that, and then it's like compilations, demos, and splits. But I mean, it's still shit released. Yeah, shit released. Yeah. Um, this dude Craig I used to work with real quick. He he showed me that band because I told him I was into Slayer and shit. He's like, "Oh, you've never heard Possessed?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> he threw on Seven Churches the cassette tape. Uh, he gave me a ride home from work one day, and I was like, "Oh, these guys are fucking killer, dude." So, yeah, I jammed that last night. Um, Bob came over, my buddy Bob, and we jammed some thrash metal and shit. And Possessed was one of those bands that I was like, fuck, I'm in the mood to hear fucking Possessed. So, yeah, that's actually, I I forget about that band. Yeah, me too. That's the thing. Yeah, I I forget about them. I don't know. I, I kind of like use the excuse of being more from punk that I always forget about all these really good metal bands, but I don't know. I just, I, I forgot about that band. Yeah. Yeah, they're killer. Um, how about what have you been watching, dude? Um, nothing special. Kind of just shit while I've been working. Yeah. But I did like a run, um, pieces. Excellent. Which obviously. It obviously hasn't been that long since we, I've watched that. We did a fucking episode on it like a few months back. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I'll watch that movie once a week if I could. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Sleepaway Camp. Cool. The first one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Halloween 4. Okay. And this is... 
you know my feelings on this movie. Yes, I do. And I want to like it so much, but I really paid attention to it for the, like, probably in the first time in a long time. And there's, I just found more shit that annoys me about it. This movie, to a degree, has like what Jason Takes Manhattan did. Okay. As a comparison, you know how Jason Takes Manhattan they took the fucking like him teleporting to a whole new goddamn level. Yeah. So this doesn't have that. It actually, kind of does. But Loomis is heading back to Haddon, uh, Haddonfield to find him, and he stops at the mechanics, and he finds the dude drops down in the chain, mm-hmm. and he's walking around like in the cafe, and he sees Michael, and he's looking right at him, and they're talking. And he never moves. He never like looks away from him. He's constantly staring at him and pulls, draws up his gun and fires. But when he shoots, there's nobody there. Yeah, I remember that. So did he fucking teleport into the tow truck that he drove off? That was actually behind where Loomis was standing. If you really paid attention. Yeah, you just gotta let that be what it so is. So there's that one, and then there's the fucking other scene where they're. I think they're driving from the house. And they all come out, and everybody's like, a lot of activity. Oh, no, it's when um, he's with the cop, and they all the kids dressed as Michael pop up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they run off, and then they get in the car and pull away. And then all of a sudden, Jason's standing just in the middle of the road. Michael. Michael, yeah, sorry. Michael standing in the middle of the road. Yeah. Like, where the fuck? He wasn't just there. Yeah. So this is the movie that kind of has like the the Jason Takes Manhattan vibe of what are you fucking teleporting? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's like it's like they want you to believe that Michael Myers knows Haddonfield like the back of his hand, and there's like underground caves and like tunnels that he can like. Well, I mean, <laughs> or he just is can teleport. And then the other the other glaring one, obviously, which I think everybody knows, is how the fuck does he know who Jamie is? Right. How does he know Jamie even exists? Right. It's weird. It, it's it's. I'll I just, take four over five though. Well, yeah, but I, I just didn't realize how long it's been since I really paid attention to that movie. Yeah. And I like tried paying attention to it. I'm like, oh man. Well, you know as well as I do that four and five were sweet as fuck when you were a kid. They played four yeah, and five on they, fucking. I mean, they did it a lot, but at, at, by at then when I was younger. My original beef with it still stands is why couldn't you just bring back the original mask or the mask from two, the mask that actually looked like Michael Myers instead of like Michael's shocked eyebrows, like surprised at everything Myers. Yeah, that's that's that doesn't sit well with Jared, dude. This dude, he's like, why does he always look like he just got ghosted or someone flashed a flashlight in his eyes? Yeah, like someone just like he like, he overheard his name and he like looks over, like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like when fucking Jamie's having the dream and he pops up from under her bed, and he yeah. just turns it over. It's like all like raised eyebrows, like, huh? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> the mask for the first two are the is are the best. I just yeah, I know. The I mask from the second one is fucking pissed, dude. I don't understand why they couldn't just keep that going. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They, they just the fresh start, fresh Michael. To me, that's the biggest downfall of that whole goddamn series. Is yeah. First off, for them to have done it how they should, how they wanted to do it, there shouldn't have been a Halloween two. 
with Michael Myers. Season of the Witch should have been Halloween too. Yeah. Because they wanted to do it as every sequel was going to be different. If you look at it a certain way, it, it is like that because Halloween 2 is the same night of Halloween 1. Yeah, but they fucked themselves. Like they wanted to have, to have they wanted Halloween the franchise to go with every sequel it was going to be a different story that just took place around Halloween. But Friday the 13th happened. Well, what happened was they took two movies to wrap up fucking the Michael Myers story. Yes. And then they were like, all right, cool, we'll do that now. But then, yeah, Friday the 13th and all the sequels started becoming a fucking thing. So when they come back with Season of the Witch, everybody's like, where the fuck's Michael Myers? Right, I know, I know. Which happens to be one of my favorite Halloween movies. Mm -hmm. You know. But But yeah, the the mask... whatever getting off point a little bit but the masks ruined that fucking series to an extent like every mask was different and they just got worse down the line for the most part right uh, but yeah then I watch H5, Halloween 5 after right after yeah of course 4 and 5 go together like 1 and 2 basically and um, the sound effects they add with all the cops when the cops are there Fucking horrible. The fuck is this like Keystone Cop? Fucking yeah, it's Looney like, Tunes. Fucking sound effects going I know, on. I know it's like fucking Car Fifty Four. Where are you? Yeah, like what the fuck is going? On? <laughs> it's, it's weird, dude. It's it's a weird fucking it's, thing, dude. It's oh man, like like were they in a, like a thing where it's like oh we got it we can't make these movies too serious. We got to add some like shtick. Some like slapstick shit to this fucking goddamn crap, because it's horrible. It is bad. It is the cops fucking take away from it. But I mean, like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. They were trying to add some fucking comic relief to their, uh, you know, their Halloween. uh, So horrible. So horrible. Yeah. Anyway, the last movie that I remember watching, Roadhouse. Oh, that's fucking gold. You know what I didn't realize? You know the bartender, the one who gets fired for skimming the till, the one who fucking Mm -hmm. pulls out the knife like, I'm staying and you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who he is? No. He's like one of the founders of the band X. He's the the bass player. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I'm he th- calls fucking Patrick Swayze a chicken dick. Yeah. You know whose idea that was? Who? Terry Funk. Oh, that's awesome. Terry What's Funk's... What's the matter, chicken dick? You scared a little old me? <laughs> yeah. That was his fucking... He came up with that line. He's like, yeah, call him chicken dick. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. He was from X, huh? Yeah. That's cool. That's fucking gnarly. I never, never knew that. And another uh, cool thing about that movie is Patricia Tillman. Mm-hmm. Or Tallman from yeah. uh, Night of the Living Dead, nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. She's in Roadhouse. Yeah, she's uh, she's one of the extras, isn't she? She like, blasts the bottle over somebody's head or some shit like that. Yeah, no, she uh, the dude she pulls out a knife and the dude kicks the chair out from underneath her in the very beginning. Okay. Yeah, he's like hitting on her and then she pulls out a knife or does something and he kicks the chair out from underneath. It's her. before he got the job at the double douche. Yeah, the double douche. But uh, <laughs> that's cool, man. Um, 
Roadhouse is fucking one of my all-time favorites. I can't stress that enough. It's so good, dude. Have you seen the second one? I no, I kind of refuse to. Nobody it it reprised no roles. No. Nobody was in it. No. They're making a new one. Yeah, wasn't uh, Ronda Rousey supposed to be in it? It's is that still chick. is that still happening? It's still happening. Yep. Oh, I didn't I haven't heard anything about that. Yep. It's a remake and it's going to be Ronda Rousey's going to be the main bouncer. <laughs> but um I've been watching, uh, you know, I just really want to send some love to this movie, Psycho 2. I really enjoy this movie. It's so good. It, it was well written, and it had essentially an all-star cast. Yeah, it brought them uh, Perkins back. Yeah, they brought per- Perkins back and uh, Vera Miles from the original Psycho, and... Um, Meg Tilly, Jennifer Tilly's sister, okay, who was in Liar Liar, Bride of Chucky, yeah, um, she's in it. And then the dude, and I can never remember his fucking name, but he was his doctor, and um, he was in Over the Top. He was the the grandpa. Oh, Robert Lozier, is that his name? Mm-hmm. He he's been in a ton of movies. Yeah, Robert Lozier, man. Yeah, he was in that. He was in there, and um, damn good movie. Uh, did you know about Meg Tilly? I didn't know about Meg Tilly, but what I was confused about was: were you saying Meg Tilly was in Bride of Chucky? No, no, Jennifer Tilly. Okay, was. yeah, I was gonna say Jennifer Tilly was the one that was in. Bride no, of Chucky. sister to Jennifer Tilly, who was in Bride okay, of Chucky. Okay, now I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like that. Can, that threw me off. I was like, that nah, she wasn't. No, 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 no. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, they look identical too. They really do. But I, I love Psycho too. It's really yeah. good. The twist at the end is really fucking good. And he hits his mom over the head with a fucking spade shovel. So at, hard. So hard. It just breaks the chair underneath her. Do you know that was uh, originally intended as a made-for-TV movie? I did not know that. It was supposed to be made-for-TV until they found out that they got Perkins. And then with them having Perkins, they were able to make it a spin motion. it to get the funding to make it an actual motion picture. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, great storyline. Good fucking dialogue. Like, the whole thing is, is killer. Um, Lionheart. Fucking Lionheart. Lionheart. That's a movie I've seen, like, once. Oh, I gotta let you borrow it. Is that like... He's like a street guy does like mimes or some shit their street performances or something and then he fucking has to start fighting no he was something uh, with kids I just remember kids kind of being involved in the beginning when he's like poor yeah like, he's he's well he's in the uh, the desert as a oh wait what fucking movie are you thinking of are you thinking of like nowhere to run no it was John, it was John Claude Van Damme I don't know, but this one, uh, he he comes back. He, he has to, like, escape from the army because his brother's in the hospital. Oh, okay. Then I don't know what the fuck movie we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a great movie. It's it's fucking gnarly, dude. It's fucking a, a primetime Van Damme. He's not rocking a duster with a mullet? Nope. Nope. This is fucking old school Van Damme, and um, he joins, like, a fighting ring, like a fight club. See, I remember that, 
So maybe I'm mixing two movies. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it could be. But, yeah, uh, and he has to go and like go to all these fucking fights. Fight for money to help his family. One of them's like they have a ring of cars. Yeah. And okay. he fights the uh, Scottish dude with the with the kilt. He's like, okay. why is he wearing a skirt? He's like, no, no, he's Scottish, man. Yeah. No, it's good. It's a good movie. Um, I watched Night of the Living Dead, 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Howling. Oh, damn, I haven't seen that one in a while. Yeah, I got the, the fucking cool 20th Century Fox sideloader of The Howling, man. I, I just I went through my tapes the other day and dug it out and watched it. Needed some D. Wallace in my life. Who doesn't? Right. At any time. Any given time. <laughs> Gotta have D. Wallace. Uh, Maniac Cop 3. I watched. Fuck. Yeah, the third one. Which is the my least favorite out of the three. But I watched it. And uh, finally, The Boogeyman. 1980. Yeah, you really like that one. Yeah, it's one of my favorite films ever made, man. It's uh, Halloween meets Amityville Horror. Need to rewatch it. It's good. Wasn't a big fan of it when I've seen it. You own it. Yeah. I own it on uh, VHS and DVD. If you can't find it or something, I'll let you borrow it. It's good. No, I have it. It's on my shelf. I know exactly where it's at. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, the Boogeyman is great, dude. It's like a supernatural slasher film, essentially, and it's just the score is phenomenal and it's really good. I like it. Anything else, man? Um, I can know. Fucking nothing's going on. You want to go just? I fucking I don't know. I finished that fucking that design. Oh, that's right. Doing. Jared designed some artwork for Sakuzu, Detroit oh, yeah. band. Sakuzu's got an LP coming out, guys. Yeah. Everybody needs to be excited about that. Yes, um, especially our fellow Detroit peers. They're already excited about that. They know about it. Yeah, that's true. So people outside of Detroit need to know who this band is, and they need to know why this band is so good. And that would be because... Because they're fucking awesome. Because they're fucking awesome. We'll go with that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Because they're fucking awesome. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. Uh, If you're into metal punk, this is what you want. Uh, Killer three-piece. Good friends of ours. Jared nailed it with the fucking artwork. Nailed it. Okay. Let's use the, art, the term artwork loosely because I didn't actually do the artwork. No, not the, the artwork. The person who did the artwork, and I'm blanking on his name right now. I think it's Tyler or something. That motherfucker's phenomenal. He did some killer fucking artwork. Yeah. I just did the layout design. Oh, the layout design. That's what I meant to. But, yeah. It, it turned out really good. So the front of the album is going to look fucking phenomenal. The back of the album is going to look phenomenal. And the actual music is going to be fucking phenomenal. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for new Sakuzu. I posted them on Instagram. I posted them on Facebook. Give them a listen, man. It's it's worth it. And hopefully, I don't know how it's going to work out, but maybe, you know, once again we can... You know, debut a track or maybe more. A, a track or ten? I don't fucking know. Something. I mean, we did we did it back in 2017. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we we threw them up on our podcast. So. 
Um, I think something something will happen with this one as well. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. I hope so. That would be awesome. Very much would be. But, uh, okay, well, we are going to be talking about the 1974 film Let Sleeping Corpses Lie. Yes. Or known as... Okay, let's just run through these names that I have over here. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, which I never really liked that name. No, I like the other one better. Uh, the other main yeah, one. the other bigger one, um, The Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue. Love it. Then there was Breakfast at the Manchester Morgue. Yes. Then there was Don't Open the Window. That's the other one I knew. Then there was Zombie 3. Get the fuck out of here. Zombie 3? It was Zombie 3 and uh, what the fuck was the... Oh, I can't remember the tag for it, like the the rest of the name. It was Zombie 3 something something oh gotcha but yeah it was it was one of the fucking 100 movies that got labeled at one point in fucking italy as zombie 3 um and then i think like the italian name was also translated to don't profane the sleep Sleep of of the the dead dead. Yeah. yeah But there was, I think, a total of like fifteen names for this movie between all of its, all of its releases. It's insane, and I could not find a complete list because I would sit here and read off every goddamn name just because I think it's funny that movie has that many fucking names. Right, and I I love I love that about old horror and just I, I guess to an extent just old movies in general, where when it got moved to a different region, different fucking continent, mm-hmm. that. They could just rename it as something else. Like yeah. I, I don't know. That's I. That really intrigues me. I love it. Yeah, it's 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 history. It really is if you think about it, because it was a different market back then, and it was a different time back then. Yeah. And they thought that the movie would appeal more to that audience under this title. Like it's still like stuff like that to a degree still happens now, but it's mainly going from like an English market. English speaking market to a non English speaking market, so they just got to translate the name that would make it make more sense in their market, right? So, but but back then it was shit was just fucking wild west all over the place, and just like, well, we're moving to here, fucking change the name, yeah, yeah, even sometimes <laughs> within the same country, yeah, it's the prowler. It was, oh, we got a rip of it, let's call it the fucking uh, pitchfork massacre, yeah. <laughs> where where are you at? Oh, Rosemary's Killer. Yeah, yeah. Like you it, know what I mean. I like that stuff, man. I dig it. I like finding out, just finding like all, all, like alternate artwork with that fucking different fucking name on it. I like it. I love that shit. And that's the thing. I just wanted to say real quick is that the alternate artwork and the different names of the same movie is why collecting VHS is so much fun because. I'm a big fan of artwork, mm-hmm. you know, and when it's done awesome in variations, when when you got like, okay, let's say, for instance, Stage Fright, you know, you got fucking Stage Fright, and then you got Bloody Bird. Aquarius. Aquarius. Um, mul- yeah, there was multiple. There was three. Um, I'm blanking on. Wow, I'm actually blanking on the name for that movie. I'm blanking on the other movie. Our other name, 
There was like three names. That we just named three of them. Well, four then. Oh, there was four? Yeah. Um, Aquarius, Stage Fright, Bloody Bird, and Fuck Me. There was another one that was oh. like another bigger common one. And they all had different artwork. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's great for collecting. It, it, you know, it makes it so much fun. But did you know that this movie was, in 1975, uh, presented in a double feature with Last House on the Left? Yeah, they uh, presented in the double feature, Last House on the Left, under the title, Don't Open the Window. Yes. Yeah, it was a drive-in double feature, mm-hmm. which would have been... That would have been a great double feature. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, I did a little research on that. And uh, that and that was just America, right? Yeah. Yeah. They just did it here in the U.S. I believe so. Yep. So. And um, so uh, to go on the whole don't open the window name, um, I'm fucking blanking on everybody's goddamn name. Uh, Edgar Wright. Director of Shaun of the Dead. Um, he did. Do you remember when Death Proof and Planet Terror came out? Yep. And they did those fake trailers, and a bunch of directors submitted fake Mach- trailers. Machete and all that. Machete, fucking uh, Werewolf Woman of the SS. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, Edgar Wright did one called Don't, and it's it's super seriously made, but it's really funny, and it's obviously meant to be. It's it's a playoff of all the movies that were like Don't. Don't go in the woods. Don't answer the phone. Da, 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 yeah, he said. Well, one of the movies that actually got him to do that was this movie with the tag "Don't open the window." Really? Yeah, like inspired him to make that. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll have to check that out for sure. Um, in pop culture, this movie has a clip on an Electric Wizard album. Two electric wizard things for this movie, actually. The other one being the one that I know is uh, "You're All the Same." The lot of you. Yeah, they use that that clip. Yes. The other one is they have a song called "The Living Dead," the Manchester Morgue, which would be on one of their older albums. It's on uh, "We Live." We live. Came out in '04. Gotcha. I don't own that record. No, we we live. Yeah, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, those are the two that always elude me. Self-titled? Yeah, it might be the self-titled. Yeah, they came out in between Dope Throne and uh, Witch Cult today. Uh, Dope Throne was 2000. Witch Cult today was 2006 or seven. Okay, then We Live is 04. The self-titles before is like in the 90s. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of We Live and... Oh, fuck. Um, Is that that fucking uh, Super something? something? Super Coven? Is that what I'm thinking? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Is that one? Super Coven? Yeah. Yeah. Never never heard those. I don't know, they just... They're they're like EPs or something, aren't they? Uh, We Live's an album. Is it? Yeah. I've never heard it. So that's weird. Yeah, they got a handful of things that I've actually never checked out. I've never fully checked out the uh, self-titled. Oh, me neither. I've heard, like, one song on it from, like, 
back in my Pandora days where it just played. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. But, but yeah, dude, I, I mean, I mean, honestly, this movie, I could totally see Electric Wizard taking stuff from this movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And they have a shirt, which I don't know if it's like officially from them or if it's just a bootleg fucking thing. But I, for some fucking reason, I've just like in the past like two weeks, I've seen an ad pop up for this goddamn shirt. Like anytime I go on anything and it's hmm. the fucking uh, it's the the poster for this with like it's like the line of people and the uh, like zombie girl or whatever in the front has her, her hand up and there's just a bunch of like circles. Oh, I've seen that. And it just says Electric Wizard. And I'm like, uh, okay, that's totally <laughs> let Sleeping Corpses Lie artwork. Like, I don't even know if this is an OG, like, official Electric Wizard shirt. Probably not. Probably not. This band has more fucking bootleg shirts than I've ever seen. Yeah, they do. They do. But, yeah, so, like, the way this movie came about was um, uh, they basically wanted to make Night of the Living Dead but in color. Okay. And I'm going to say to an extent they succeeded. Yeah. Because Night of the Living Dead came out, this came out in 74, so like what, five years later? Six years later. Six years later. Even though Night of the Living Dead re, like, kind of set what zombies were, recreated what zombies were, there wasn't really shit set in stone yet. It no. was still kind of like out there to do what you want with it true story and I feel this movie really like took Night of the Living Dead and played with that and kind of built from that in a very good way yeah um the director <laughs> um Jorge Gra is that how you pronounce the name I, don't I'm, I believe so I'm horrible at pronouncing names I know I am unless I actually hear it said I know I am but uh, well, firstly, he died the end of December. Really? Like he just died. He just died, like December twenty sixth. Damn. I think. Jesus. Yeah. That sucks. But um, how about some of his other works? Forgot where I was going with it. <laughs> um, he did. What the fuck was it? Castle of the Walking Dead. Castle of the Walking Dead, I believe. I own yes, that. Yes, he did. Yeah. They say that that's one of the better visual movies of its time. It's good. Yeah, I own it. I haven't watched it yet. Mm, that's where I was going with bringing him up. He did a good job of taking... Like... Um, Night Living Dead, building from that, obviously making it in color, but then also adding like a gothic hammer film feel. True story. And it works beautifully. Yeah, it's really good. Absolutely. That is 100% what puts this movie above a lot is that, 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 hammer, that hammer film fucking gothic vibe. Yeah. It's, and this the the scenic views in in general, like it's all like the countryside fucking views, almost like the same way like the Blind Dead has that same fucking 
True story. feel to it, mm-hmm. which oddly enough came out, what, I think, like a year prior. Yeah. Yeah, 73, I think. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's just... This movie's amazing, and I don't think it gets as much recognition as it should. Like, it's 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 looked at as, like, a must-see zombie film and cult classic it type is. of film. But right, but it doesn't get the... It kind of floats under the radar a still. A little bit, yeah. I know uh, Jimmy, huge fan of this movie. That's awesome. Huge. It's one of his favorite movies. This and Torso. Yeah. Just to throw that out there. He loves this movie. He gave me the copy that I own. He's like, I want you to own this. He loves this movie. I think he has it on DVD. He gave me the VHS. But that speaks volumes to me. Because if you know Jimmy like we do, you know that he's kind of picky a little bit about his movies. He doesn't just jump into things like... Oh, I like this because everyone else likes it. Yeah. No, he likes movies because he likes movies. And this movie is one of his favorites, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, To touch on what I was going to say at the beginning. Oh, okay. Of the show. When I said I was going to pump the brakes on that. Oh, here we go. Let's do it. Send the suspense, everybody. Let's end it. It's kind of dumb. But I was going to say is... <laughs> I held off watching this movie for a long time because, A, I think the name Let Sleeping Corpses Lie is fucking dumb. It is, a little bit. I just don't like that name. But I also don't like the artwork that they use for Let Sleeping Corpses Lie. It's like that neon blue, just outline, like roughed outline of like zombies with chains. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't fucking play well to me. And I see it and I just think like, this is going to be just shit. Like, I'll check it out one day. And then when I finally watched it and I really was starting to research it and see all the alternate fucking artwork that oh, didn't sure. get released here. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm like, dude, why? And I, I regret it ever since not doing that. And that's why now, like, if I come across a movie that's, like, just looks shitty based off its release, I'll kind of, like, look more into it before I write it off. You might want to... Um with a few movies I, I know I got the Seven Doors of Death mm-hmm. and did not realize that it was the Beyond well see the thing is you got the you got that same cheap DVD that I had yes. where it's like the fucking uh, maggots walking around the fucking face yeah yeah I bought that because of that picture and I popped it in because of that picture and I watched it as that before I watched the Beyond and realized that it was that I loved that cover yeah yeah, it's good. I was hoping it was going to be some like weird underground fucking movie that I never, yeah. Remember, but when I bought it, I didn't realize it was the Beyond, which I already owned. Yeah, I was like, oh, this looks fucking cool. So fucking got it at a thrift store for like three bucks. Yeah, that was that fucking. Uh, I can't remember the company. There's like a bunch of cheap fucking. They made a bunch of them. Dude. All the covers look about the same. Yeah, like, the they, spine looks all. They kept the same. those layouts. Looking the same, yeah, and they always have stupid like in inserts for all the other shit they did, which were like westerns and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like public domain stuff for the most part, right? For the most part, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's like all you know, older movies and shit. But I got a couple of those uh, releases of that company, whatever the fuck that company was called. I think I had a few. Yeah, it's like a blue spine. 
on all their movies. I think I have a double feature from them. I'm, I I might too. I have a triple like a triple feature. But oh yeah, yeah. This movie, uh, this movie fucking rules. Um, the I really dig the uh, the zombies in this movie. Yeah, like I I think they did a good job on that, especially towards the end. You know, when everything comes to fruition a little bit. Yeah, because this movie kind of has like a slow build up to it, which I'm not even going to say. A lot of dialogue. Yeah, I'm not going to say slow build up. Like I never got bored with any of it. No, no. But but before like any of the actual horror and action comes around, it's it's kind of a build. Yeah, a little bit. But it's uh, I think they did a really good job on the zombies and the makeup. Yeah. And um, just the fact that it's in color, I think that okay, I think this movie would be fucking phenomenal if it was black and white. Oh, I think it still would be. You know what I mean? I think it would be just as good. But do you uh this the the scene the first scene you see a zombie come through where it attacks uh attacks her in the car? Mm-hmm. Total rip of fucking like <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Right. Yeah. I, I there's there's a nod. There's a nod. It's I guess you could say nod. It's a nod to uh, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. I mean, back when it was made, you could kind of do, you could get away with doing stuff like that mm-hmm. without ever saying anything. Right. If you do stuff like that now, you're going to get like every fucking person ever on a forum. Yeah, just ripping you Just apart. telling you you ripped this from a movie. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it it was definitely they were trying to make Night of the Living Dead just in color, so obviously they're going to take something from it, and that was the scene. They just totally ripped that scene. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, this movie's got really good dialogue too, man. Dude, they had good fucking actors. Yeah, they did. This is this is the, one of the things that set it apart from a lot of those movies around that time, a lot of zombie movies from like Italy. This movie had fucking people who could actually act. Yeah, true. But that also does depend on the dialogue. They, they the script was solid. Yeah, it was. Because um, I mean, if you look at some of the other movies, zombie movies, the acting was fucking atrocious. You know, like Zombie Lake and. Yeah, especially like you're looking at you're looking at before Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, this is pre Dawn of the Dead. Pre zombie. Pre zombie. Yes, and all you had to work with was a, was a black and white fucking film from '68. You know, but well, they they were basically just using that for like inspiration to fucking take his blueprint for how zombies are, which I dig. Their their like twist on it about what caused the outbreak. Yeah, like uh, it was a device. The device that was used, it was dispersed radiation, small amounts of radiation for miles that would get insects to basically kill themselves and just get rid of the insects for like miles so they wouldn't ruin their crops. Yes. But then they found out, first thing was, nurses realized that babies would fucking attack them every time they uh, would go in to like pick them up or feed them. Right. So that's when they were like, what the fuck? And George, 
who uh, George was in um fuck he was in autopsy and he was in uh last house on the beach okay but yeah so he goes with the fucking the doctor out to talk to him but yeah so like I just like that like they they had an idea that was like a little bit more to it that you kind of build a story with because it built that it laid the groundwork for them to be able to have the argument of well it's just uh it's it's only affecting these non-developed nervous systems, right? So it's not going to affect humans, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was their whole thing. Like it's not affecting humans. Yeah, it's but, like how do you know that? Am I trying to fucking attack you right now? <laughs> right, right. But uh, yeah, that's uh, and that's a another cool thing is that there was an actual explanation as to why. Yeah. These things were happening. They gave an explanation, and actually it was an explanation that, if you want to get super deep into it, maybe didn't make that much sense, but it, they made the story behind it en- make enough sense. Right. To where it was, it, it made enough sense for the movie. Yeah, one plus one equals two on this one. Yeah. It wasn't just some it's random... A, yeah, it wasn't super far-fetched. Right. Yeah, made sense. But, um... Yeah, man. Um, Dude, I will say, I came across a review for this fucking movie, and I kind of want to just punch this guy because I'm like, just like, reading through thoughts, whatever, fucking opinion pieces for the most part when fucking people post reviews. Right. But I skim it through, and I came across a paragraph, and he's talking about the main guy, George. So I'm pretty sure George is like the first gay character we have in a horror movie. He's like, and I say this because um, he's like, it's never said, but um, I say this because he's wearing real, he's wearing pretty tight pants, and um, he's not really trying to make any moves on the girl he's with throughout the whole movie. And then he had some other thing. He's like, so, you know, I'm just saying, take what I said above and think of it in those lens. And I think we have our first gay character in a horror movie. It's like, wait a second. He's wearing clothes that were normal for his time period. Right. The 70s. Right. Just because he's with a chick doesn't mean he needs to fucking try to bang her. Right. And if you really paid attention to the fact of... He met her because she ran over his fucking bike. Right. And then every time in between, he's like, you're fucking dumb. Like, he doesn't believe her when she says he uh, dude attacked her. So right. she, he's thinking she's just fucking annoying. Right. Like, like I'm like reading this like, what, what fucking thought process did you have in this? I don't know. That guy apparently gets his hands on the, uh, the magic mushroom. Yeah, it's like, oh. He's wearing tight pants, even though this movie came out in 74 when everybody had tight fucking clothes on. Yeah, no shit, man. It's like, so you gotta wear Jinkos and try to hook up with every chick you see or else you may be gay. There is a second Jinko reference on this podcast. Two! Can you, can you believe it? <laughs> believe that. I'll fit in a third one before the end. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fit in the third one before the end. I seen a picture of Hulk Hogan wearing Jinkos from 1998 with um, his son 
<laughs> he was holding his hand. Oh, that that's you got to see that. <laughs> that's terrible. That's awful. He was wearing black jinkos, like like super wide, like super, the big ones. Shut the fuck up! I'm telling you, man. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 this actually happened. Was the daughter hidden in the leg? Could could have been um, the wife's new boyfriend. She might have been in there. I don't know. Shebang. Shebang. Oh, fuck, you found it that quick. <laughs> oh, man. What is going on? Told you. Holy shit. He's got those pulled up so high. Yeah. Hulk Hogan wearing Jinkos. Can you believe it? What a <sighs> fucking moment in time, huh? Jesus Christ. It's pretty bad, isn't it? He's got those pulled up like above his navel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just how we used to roll, dude. Is he? I think he's wearing <laughs> New Balance. He's wearing like the fucking New Balance shoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. With the black Jinkos. Oh, he's he's happening, dude. He's oh, fucking, my God. He'll get some leg tonight for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that right there, ladies and gentlemen... Is the moment his wife decided to leave him. Yeah, must have been, dude. She's like, yeah, maybe not. But. Dude, now I'm just remembering everything I've seen from the Hogans. <laughs> and it was just watching his marriage go down the fucking drain. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that, that show was atrocious, actually. Wow. But, uh... <laughs> Enough about Hulk Hogan. Enough about that. Um, but yeah. Okay. The fucking cop in this movie. Yeah, the dude sucks. There's movies where the fucking police are dicks. There's movies where they don't the believe, they don't yeah, they don't believe what's going on and then you gotta finally convince them. This movie takes that to a fucking new level of you wanting to fucking kill this guy. Because he doesn't believe anything. He doesn't listen to anyone. He's one of those asshole fucking cops who just fucking thinks that, oh, this dude's from fucking London and we're in a small country town. Like, this guy, he's the fucking problem. And you kind of get some payoff in the end, but I feel it's too... Little too direct. It's too direct and too anticlimactic. I wish yeah. there was more going on where you saw that he totally understood that he fucked up. Right, and they, where he comes to, like, realization. Yeah, like, he sees he sees the dude coming at him, but I don't fully grasp that he realized it who it was. I don't grasp that he realized it was George. Right. And then he just gets choked out and fucking killed. Yeah. <laughs> and then credits. I wish there was a little bit more there where he realized what was going on. He realized that George was telling the truth and he realized that he was a piece of shit. Yeah. And then he got killed. Yeah. Choke him out after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Eat shit and live, Bill. Yeah, like I, I I'm glad he like he got his comeuppance. But fucking I wish it was like it wasn't as gratifying as yeah. it should have been. Because that guy's a dick. Yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah. You make it easy. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tell you what. Uh, but yeah, that guy's that guy's horrible. But that's I mean it's a fucking great movie. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. I, I highly recommend it for anyone who's never seen it. Uh in that like zombie films. Uh this one's really good and you know, it's a different take on the whole zombie um concept from a different country. And the director nailed it, I think. You know, yeah. Uh, everything, everything about this movie is great. I, I can't stress enough that you need to check this out if you've never seen it. And if you have seen it, you need to watch it again. Yeah, like this guy, he did everything right. He did everything right in the fact of there wasn't a mold. No, so he didn't have like things like do's and don'ts. Right, and he still did everything the way. That just made logical sense. Right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was uh, kind of a genius. Yeah, but this movie, he fucking... He nailed it. He fucking nailed it. Yep. Hammer on the fucking head on this one. Definitely check it out. Let Sleeping Courses Lie, uh, Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. Those are the two most common names for this movie. Yep. Find it... uh, there's a fucking Anchor Bay DVD that came out in 2000. There's a fucking Blue Underground that came out in like 05 or 08, or I think 05 and 08, because I think they did two different releases. Pick it up, check it out. It's worth it. Yes. If you want to check us out. If you want to check these guys out, you can hit us up on our podcast. Uh, our podcast. Yeah. Hit us up on our website, burnofferingspodcast.com. Uh, Instagram, pretty active on there. It has uh, burn offerings underscore podcast. Yep. Uh, if you want to throw us an email, it's contact at burntofferingspodcast.com. If you're on Facebook, you want Zuckerberg fucking reading what you're sending, hit us up at uh, Burnt Offerings Horror Podcast. And if you're on Twitter, it's uh, underscore burnt offerings. There you go. What is that, man? We will see you next time. See you there or see you at another time. Yep. Time to party. All right, guys. Later. <laughs> <laughs>